Hey, Paisans, the time has come. On the air since 2009, the independently produced, non-FCC compliant champ of video game talk podcasting. Here comes Tiger Claw Radio. Here's your host, Critical Failure. Good morning, everybody. You're listening to Tiger Claw Radio. This is your host, Critical Failure. Uh, We are here on Wednesday. It is Wednesday that this is being released for the first time in years and years and years. And uh, it's basically just trying to adapt to life at home. It used to be in the middle of the week was when I did the best podcasting. And I was able to record in the car. And then on the weekend, I just had to worry about administrative stuff. And now it's kind of flip-flopped. The weekend is where I'm actually recording the segments. And in the middle of the week is when I'm doing administrative stuff. So... Wednesday. I hope we can make it work. Thanks for joining us. This week we had a, a few things happen in video games. First and foremost, um, it, it seems like a little t- a little known game these days, but good old Friday the 13th, a game I was like, really excited about last year and um, possibly even the year before, maybe two Thanksgivings ago or so. Friday the 13th, uh, the master servers are shutting down. So um, they're still going to be playable, but what they're doing is switching from a dedicated server to a peer-to-peer um, base, which is the way it was when the game launched. Um, and one point that I've heard being made is that uh, um, Dead by Daylight was on peer-to-peer for a very, very long time, so it should be fine. Um, there is no... I mean, the status of the game is still what it is. They were forced by lawsuits not to add any extra content, so they did, they're did. they doing some um, bug fixes and then it's going to be pretty much end of life for uh, um, Friday the 13th which sucks because it was an awesome game and when I got that news um, I went looking around to see what else I could find to see if there was more games like it you know multiplayer uh, um, hide and seek games where one person is the monster and everyone else has to hide Dead by Daylight does it very very well but I played an awful lot of Dead by Daylight and, and I think I'm ready to find something else. One of the things I liked about Friday the 13th is um, the, the it seemed like there was more danger. In Dead by Daylight, they, they gotta get you like three times before you're out. Um, but in Friday the 13th, you know, Jason gets his hands on you. You know, and, and, unless you found a special item to stop him, he's gonna rip your head apart. <laughs> so that's a thing. We got some chit tunes coming up later on in the show, but to start things off, I want to play something a little different. This is Benny Fennel, okay? So he released an acid demo um, a while back, and his song was selected to be the demo song for the Behringer TD3. So this is like the modern day um, 303 acid kind of track. That's uh, the, the uh, front face of, of, of acid these days, baby's first acid track. Did a really good job. Um, and he put this up, pay what you want on Bandcamp if you want to grab the mp3. So let's take a listen. Benny Fennel here on TCR. I'm 
You know, Acid House is pretty against the grain for us. Uh, it's not, I mean, it's a pretty far cry from Chiptunes, which is, you know, the TCR bread and butter. But when I listen to that track, I think that fits very well with like a Sega Genesis vibe, right? Because 
everything I've learned about Acid House, because I'm pretty new to the to the genre, everything I've learned about it is right in that time frame. A lot of 90s, a lot of you know T-shirts with laser, crazy 90s designs, that whole vibe. That's Acid House. So when I listen to that, Sonic the Hedgehog, man, that's where it's at. You know, um, Nintendo was a very uh, 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 ragtime jazz kind of thing <laughs> at the time. Um, so, yeah, I dig it. I, th- I think it, it does it does fit with the format, um, if you think of it in those terms. All right, boys and girls. So I've got one... Um, I, can- I honestly can't remember if this is a fan cast or, or what, but I have one uh, recording that I'm going to drop in now. We'll take a listen, and when we get back, we'll do something else. Stick with us. You're listening to Tiger Claw Radio. Afternoon, everybody. It's Thursday. I'm sitting in the, the studio. Um... Just hanging out, getting ready to talk some video games on a Thursday afternoon. It's nice and warm outside. I got the window open. The sun is shining. What a great day. Um, I got a couple notes and things I wanted to go over, but nothing too substantial. Um, in recent days, I took a plunge and, and, and tried uh, this game Raid Shadow Legends, which has become somewhat of a meme lately because of their aggressive sponsorship on YouTube. A lot of big-time YouTubers uh, are sporting raid shadow legends uh, uh, um, uh, key activation codes and, and, and that sort of thing I ended up giving it a try as far as pay to win mobile games go turned out to be not too bad I, I enjoyed it very very short lived but it also seemed like a dangerous thing Like, uh, um, how do I put this it seemed like a game that was designed to be very predatory so it's not just a, a pay to win game I don't necessarily have anything against a game that, by its nature, uh, requires pay to win, especially if it's if it's a, f- a free game. Now, now that that might not be fun to play, but that's okay because you could just play something else. This seemed like a game that that um, I don't know how to describe it. Put it this way: it seems like a game that consulted the the were in, were in its development. They consulted dopamine loop experts, where it's like the the entire game revolves around. Uh, um, certain thing refreshes every 30 minutes. So you go back to certain thing once in a while just to see if it's ready to go. Okay, that's fine. Well, if you have five different things like that, that which refresh every 30 minutes, that's every few minutes you're checking back on thing to see if it's ready to go. And that's, we haven't even started talking about gameplay. Um, so they tack all of that onto what is essentially just uh, a Western RPG with battles only, uh, you know, and uh, um, there you go. That's Raid Shadow Legends, and then they give you a great big auto button where you can enter a battle and then just let it play itself. And so you get your party, and then you just play through battle after battle after battle, trying to level them up, and that's pretty much it. So on one hand. I think it's important to talk about it because saying it now, I can see how dumb it is. On the other hand, I actually, uh, the, the night I got into it, I had a lot of fun. I had a, a good old-fashioned like late-night game out, which is something I do not do anymore. I have, um, I set it up on my phone so I could play it, but then I also set it up on the PC, which hooks up to the same account. So I stayed up till like 11.30 uh, playing Raid Shadow Legends uh, one night this past week, and uh... Now that I've done that, I'm, I'm not into the game anymore, but I can say for, for that one night where I was engaged enough to stay on until 11.30 was a good time. Mm. 
Uh, stay away from it if you're prone to DLC, because that's what they're after. More importantly, though, I finally got to sit down with Mario 64 in the past week. Um, I recorded a couple of quick videos. My goodness, Mario 64, it takes me back. That was that was really fun. It was really fun, but it was also eye-opening to see how, how bad I was at it. Because every time I see Mario 64 footage now, it's always some sort of Let's Play or some sort of a... Um, uh, a speedrunner who's very, very good at, at, at manipulating the mechanics. And I am not that at all when it comes to Mario 64. It's a tough game. It's got uh, um, uh, um, a lot of uh, different movements, and, and it can be pretty slippery at times. And I had kind of forgotten that, to be perfectly honest. Initially, all I wanted to do when I opened it was I wanted to learn how to backwards wall jump, uh, backwards long jump, which is a glitch move in, in Mario 64. He has a long jump where just as you're jumping, you hit the, the crouch button and he sort of goes, woohoo, and pushes forward in the air. Well, if you do that on just the right slant at just the right time and just the right angle, well, he starts moving backwards and picks up momentum at, um, at an uninhibited uh, pace to the point where he can be shot into the air like a cannon. It's pretty neat to see in, um, in a video, but I've never been able to do it. So I gave it a shot and got nowhere. Eventually just played through the game straight, at least, you know, played a session through it straight that's good times mario 64 holds up i don't care what anybody says huh let's see this past week i also sat down with game maker this is when i'm whenever i mess with a game maker i'm always like uh um what's the word gun shy about going over it here on the air because hey i'm starting brand new project and then uh, with with the complete knowledge that brand new project will never come to fruition <laughs> um, but you know, it is what it is. I also feel like you should be, you should pursue the things you're creatively moved to do. And, and so I decided to play with game maker. It's something I've tried many times over the years and I'm usually met with some sort of failure. Um, I wanted to make like an idle game, like a clicker game. I play a lot of territory idle, I play a lot of NGU idle, those types of things. So they're, they're very simple games graphically. So it's being able to make a good one should rest primarily uh, in your ability to design an interface and the, your ability to program. So um, I went to YouTube and I found a nice uh, Game Maker Let's Play or Game Maker tutorial. This is the old school Game Maker now. I'm not talking about Game Maker 2. The original Game Maker I, I was able to get in a really, really good humble bundle several years back. So I've got the professional uh, um, edition of that with... Uh, with which should have the the Linux add-on and the the Android uh, excuse me the Android add-on. So I've had this thing for a while. I've never really been able to do it. Um, so I started making this this uh, cookie clicker game, just following this tutorial step by step by step, and it's slow going, but. The there have been a number of great successes in making this dumb little click uh, uh, cookie clicker game. <coughs> I've managed to create variables, global variables that the game keeps track of. I can display those global variables on the screen and I can make actions that manipulate those global variables. This is a huge, huge win. Not just in cookie maker, in cookie clicker or idle games, but being able to manipulate variables is like the like the, the base foundation of, of, of any any sort of programming, even on a basic level. So not being able to do that was the reason why I ultimately gave up on Game Maker. And um, the success that I found came from abandoning the, the, 
the clicking interface. Okay. There, there's enough buttons that you should be able to like click the variable button and then it'll ask you how you want to manipulate it and then you type it in and you're fine. But what I ended up doing in this, this tutorial was the guy was just like, all right, so I make this object and then we're going to edit the code directly. All the object does is run code. And then you go into the code and then you're typing up the raw code. As it turns out, it's actually pretty simple. Um, the, the, the way it... it uh, uh, utilizes uh, uh, um, the, the, the game maker language, GML, I guess it's called. It's not the first time I've tried to learn a programming language that's exclusive to a video game, right? ZZT, Z ZZT, the first game from Epic Mega Games that Tim Sweeney made back in the early 90s, has its own programming language. They call it ZZT Op. Uh, it's object-oriented programming language designed and used entirely only in ZZT. So. I took the time to learn that years ago. I don't remember any of it, but I took the time to learn it all, all that time ago. So if I can learn that, I can learn GML. At least enough to make a couple of simple games. Because that's all I'm after. I don't have the desire to make a game. I, I don't want to be a huge indie developer star. I don't want to get all the steams. But I do want to just be able to make a few simple things. Uh, for a great success when it comes to independent development, I'd like to point to our good buddy Retro Kaiser. You guys remember Retro Kaiser's RPG Maker games? They were one screen, they were weird, um, but he got them completed. And that's one of the things that baffles me about old Kaiser. He had a vision, he executed that vision, and he got it completed, and he passed it to his friends. Never mind that the vision was demented, never mind that it had flaws, he completed those games, and he sent them out. Um, and so, so my hat is off to old Kaiser, for being able to do something that after however many years, 15, 20 years, I still have not been able to do. Not since the click-and-play era. To be fair, back in the click-and-play uh, uh, era, I was able to make a few simple click-and-play games and get them released. Uh, and I was able to make a demo uh, 10 years ago. In RPG Maker, got that released, but um, never any, like, Game Maker games. So... If I, if, if, what I'm pursuing right now, not with the cookie clicker game, but ultimately my goal is to be able to make, you know, some simple slot machine based games, some simple dice rolling type um, applications, things like that. I, I want to make things that take up a very, very small amount of desk space, um, but, but can be moved, uh, run in a very pixelated full screen. So, I don't know. So we'll see. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to continue to give it a shot, but that's the update with... Uh, with Game Maker. All right, what else do we have? Uh, news. Not much for news, but I did take a look to see what was going on. Uh, both Blood Rain games are getting free remasters on Steam and GOG.com. Both Blood Rain games. Now, <laughs> I assume that term is talking about Blood Rain and Blood Rain 2, the, the old uh, third-person games uh, from the PS2 era, uh, and not talking about the really awesome game, Blood Rain Betrayal, which is the best of that series, in my personal opinion. Do you guys remember Blood Rain Betrayal? That was the side-scroller. The side-scrolling beat-em-up uh, um, that came out Xbox 360 era? That's the best Blood Rain. Um, but it is cool that, that remastered versions are getting made, and it's cool that they're free to people who've owned it already, because I've, I've got both of those on Steam. Not what I, would, what, what I would call beloved classics, but they are cool games that are reminiscent of a certain era um, in video gaming, and we did have both of those games uh, um, back in the day. So if you're a fan of Blood Rain, then keep your ears to the ground because it's got some good stuff coming. Um, in other news, Capcom was hacked 
Uh, it seems, but it says that they're saying that their customers' information is safe. Sure it is. Hackers reportedly leaked Watchdog's Legion source code. So, okay, I guess we can just take their word for it that all of our personal information is safe. Thanks, Capcom. <laughs> I don't know, man. A any any company is is uh, um, uh, at risk of getting hacked. Anybody who's storing personal information is at risk of getting hacked. Nobody is 100% safe from it. They, they, they just aren't. So you can't be too mad at the company because they got hacked. The, what matters is the way they handle a compromising situation. So they said uh, um, that nobody has been uh, uh, compromised, but if you do, do business directly, directly with Capcom, I would suggest going through and doing a few password changes just to be on the safe side. <clears throat> Apex Legends, uh, um, a, a game that enjoyed some popularity for a while, made it to Steam. That is a, 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 one of these Battle Royale-type games for you Fortnite kids. Um, I did take the time to install it or, or click the button early this morning, but it's a 58 gigabyte install, so it's actually still running now after several hours. <laughs> I'm probably going to try that one time and just let it go. I'm not much for these Battle Royale type games. They're a little frustrating to walk around for 30 minutes and then just get shot and killed, but, you know, it is what it is. I'm glad they made it. <laughs> it exists. It's on Steam. If, you're, if you enjoy the Steam walled garden um, like I do, and, and uh, you still go back to games that get released there. There you go. Um, and that is the end of the quote-unquote news that I have. Um, I like times where there's not a lot of news going on because that means we can focus on the games that we have and we don't have to worry about things changing because more often than not, when it comes to retro games and news, it's something bad, isn't it? It's like um, just this past uh, holiday season, you may have noticed that with... with um, Halloween, which just came and went. This is the last year that that, that uh, we're gonna have uh, uh, the the Great Pumpkin on TV, and that's because Apple bought the rights to uh, Char all the Charlie Brown holiday specials, and they're like, these are mine now, and they pulled them from all other, um, all of the other uh, 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 platforms. So when it comes to this sort of thing. <sighs> It's just platforms doing battle with each other over stuff we should always have access to anyway. That, that's really what it boils down to. Um, so, you know, it is what it is. So, for the rest of you folks out there, um, I know no, this crowd doesn't do a lot of mobile gaming because we are, you know, we, we enjoy our retro games. So when it comes to mobile gaming, oftentimes what we do is play either ports of retro games or emulators. So here's my question. Those of you out there who possess smartphones, I'm not talking about actual portable gaming now, like, like Game Boys and Game Gears and so on and so forth, but when you actually sit down with your smartphone, what is it that you're playing? Um, is it an emulator? Is it a game uh, that, that you downloaded off Google Play or, or what? Because for me, a little bit of Raid Shadow Legends, but, but it's, it's usually Among Us, which is the game I play. Uh, social engineering, lying, slash, find the killer type game. Love, love, love those types of games. Uh, I can only think of two that, that are readily available. That's one, and the other is Trouble in Terrace Town. Um, yeah, so th those are those are my go-to games. So what about you out there? When you sit down with your phone, are you opening up uh, John NES and playing an NES game with the little touchscreen controls, or do you prefer something else? 
because that was my go-to for a long time. I would load up an NES emulator and I would p work on a, a, a Dragon Warrior save, um, and which you know, using an emulator that had save and load state was a good way to sidestep some of the problems with Dragon Warrior on the NES. You know, having to go all the way back to the castle uh, to save and then all the way back to wherever uh, those types of issues. Um, and also being a turn-based RPG helped sidestep some of the issues of tactile screen uh, buttons that phones are, um, are usually plagued with. So I don't know. Um, yeah. I, I, uh, I, I'm interested in finding a phone game that's better than Raid Shadow Legends. We'll put it that way. <laughs> All right. What are we, how are we doing here? 15 minutes and 53 seconds in? I'm going to shoot you back to the uh, studio. I'll see you there. Back again in the studio. Got a track from Dimeback, the running man that we're going to listen to. Dimeback, who I saw live at MAGFest a couple years back. But first, let's take a minute and thank the sponsors, because that's what we do. It's a Patreon-sponsored program. These people give up their resources now in a time when resources are hot commodities. And uh, keep TCR on the air. So I offer early access to the show whenever I can, and I read their names off in a hall of distinguished gentlemen. They are Hemrock, EmeraldRangers.com, TechmoBalls, Dorobka, Constantine Kelman, and Eric Kentroller. Um, now that the show has moved to Wednesday, I'm not sure how early release is going to work, but the way it's always worked is whenever I get it done, then it goes up for um, these folks, and uh, then on release day, that's when it comes out for everyone else. I don't know when early release is going to happen, uh, um, in settling into this new schedule, but it will happen. As soon as it gets completed, it goes up, and I'll let these individuals know. Thanks for contributing, and I hope you're enjoying the party. With that, let's listen to Dimeback. You're listening to TCR.
right, boys and girls, I've been trying to get this out for like 15 minutes now. 13! The game 13. It's an old first-person shooter from the uh, early 2000s. Came out on the original Xbox and PC and a couple other things. So this game used to be on GOG around the time I first got my GOG account. And then it was removed for many, many years. Hmm. Okay, so now they're doing a remastered version of 13, uh, and that's making all the rounds on the, the digital distribution circuit. And because the remastered version is coming out, they took the original 13, they put it back on the market, which is great. It's a good game. It's not perfect. It's got problems, but it's really good. It came out right in the same time as, as um, the original Halo, so it got understandably overshadowed. On top of that, um, it used a checkpoint system um, so the consequences for death were really high. Uh, and there were certain, like, stealth areas where if you were spotted, then it was instant death. Definitely a game with problems. But it was also, uh, um, super fun to play. The shooting was smooth. Uh, you could, like, pick up ashtrays and bounce them off people and stuff. And, and the, 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 the environment was really stylized. It's a great game. Um, the original version resurfaced on Steam for 250 and I almost rebought it, almost. But I remembered I have it on on uh, GOG.com, and I haven't been into uh, GOG for a while. So I popped open my GOG client, got it updated because it's been a long time since I've been in there. And now I got 13, the Belgian first-person shooter in a comic book style cell shading format, sitting and waiting for me for when I'm done recording. And I gotta be honest, kind of excited to play it. I remember playing it split-screen multiplayer in the original Xbox, and that was a little bit vanilla compared to um, Halo, but we had a good time with it. Those were good times. Halo is a game that stuck around on the forefront since then, whereas as 13, playing that now is a time warp back to 2002. Comments. It's time for comments. Questions, comments, anything you have you want read on the air. It's a small show. It's just me. It's just you. Let's enjoy the fact that it's a small show. I, I, I don't think we need uh, um, um, uh, um, big publications anymore. I think we can do without them personally. Okay, so um, this is the first one on Wednesday. So a number of people are probably wondering what happened on Monday. So let's go turn back the clock a little bit. I think the last one was what? Uh, 3.59? Yes, it was. Okay. 3.59. So we go to... Uh, Eric Controller says, Hey, I'm always down to play Among Us. My son is really into that game right now and convinced me to play it with him. And yeah, it's actually pretty fun. Easy to jump in and go. Play for 15 minutes or so and then get back to normal life. The fact is, it's uh, cross-platform is great, too, because it makes it super easy to play with anyone else. Now, since in this day and age, almost everyone on the planet has a smartphone that can run that game. Yeah, I agree. The cross-platform play in Among Us is the way cross-platform play should be now. <laughs> um, I only have the, 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 the one PC set up on, on Steam, and you know it's very difficult to play Steam games multiplayer, but... I do have a phone, so my son can sit down on my phone, and I can play on my PC, and we can be in the same game. It's a good time. Uh, Alex Wingle writes, 36 minutes in, I cannot count the number of times I thought some man-child died in order to show up, uh, for an item to show up at Goodwill. Super Smash Bros? Poor Timmy. Mecha Menace responds with, I think this happens when uh, way more in the online sales, these thrift stores pull out, um, out of their stores. The thought strikes me that someone could unload these expensive collections without looking through them. Someone died. You haul it to thrift. Sometimes I imagine scenarios where parents took care of a child 
with a debilitating illness like CP and their maturity level was halted and they got to catch them all Pokemon merchandise phase so they didn't hang out with the other cool kids. I saw it the other day. There was a curated collection of Pokemon games, Happy Meal toys with those gold BK cards, woohoo, figures, etc. And a similar lot of Mega Man stuff too. I also imagine a scenario where a gamer running these online stores for the thrift stores builds a lot of similar items. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird, man. They got to come from somewhere. That's that's the way that the way it works. Um, 52 minutes in, he writes, an eight-hour campaign from a game that used to be completed within three hours if you are slow. I know these children are spoiled, but Gorham, I think uh, there are other reasons besides an amount of hours normally considered to be a decent game. Like everything else but Resident Evil um, 3, uh, Riri, most people complain about the time in a game um, if the time was not satisfying, and I can tell from watching the teaser demo that Res 3 was boring. Okay, couple of questions about that, Alex. Uh, which one of the um, Call of Duty games could you beat in three hours? And here's why I ask. I've only played like a small portion of those games. Okay, I've got some on Steam. So I've got uh, Call of Duty 4 up through the first Black Ops game. So that's only like, that's like four or five games out of a series with 15 plus games. Um, oop. Are we, there? Are we still, still here? Yeah. So all of those took me, uh, give or take, seven hours. I'd have to look it up now, but but um, I don't think I did multi on any of those, with, with the exception of um, I did some some multi in the, the World War II one, which the name escapes me. World at War. Yeah. I played World at War online a little bit, like once or twice. Um, and I played uh, Modern Warfare 2 online for like a couple of weeks. Um, so for the most part what it says on my steam is is the amount of time i got through it now when it comes to people complaining about the amount of time it takes to get through the campaign i agree with you that's a little weird but the the uh it's not a perfect metric by any stretch of the imagination but then we wander into the same uh um topic that we've talked about i think even you and i specifically have talked about many many times what is the good metric when it comes to time i'm more interested in how much time uh do i have playing the game and having fun a perfect example is the original Metal Gear Solid. Now, after I played through Metal Gear Solid once, um, I played through it again and again and again. Probably like four times back to back to back to back. By the end of it, I could get through the entire campaign in about three and a half hours. So you could argue accurately that the, the single-player campaign in the original Metal Gear Solid is very, very, very short. However, the actual clocked fun time I had out of that game was much, much longer because it was a rich game that uh, lended itself to playing to multiple playthroughs. So when you talk about um, Call of Duty in the same way, is it the, the, the amount of time it takes to burn through the single-player campaign start to finish, or are we talking about... Um, total amount of clocked fun time hours before you make the switch into online. I don't know. Has anybody ever played through any of those campaigns more than once? What do you think? The only one I can think of is uh, I played through the original Black Ops twice. Once on the PS3, uh, cl much closer to when it came out, and then I played through all of my Call of Duty games again, like last year, maybe a couple of years ago. 
So that's the only one I played through more than once. And that one, it, there was so much elapsed time between the two that I had forgotten most of the game. Uh, uh, so I don't know. Yeah, so let me know. Which one is only three hours? Um, I think that might be it for Swingle. So good to hear from me, brother. Uh, hope you're doing well. Hope you're staying safe. Eric, thanks for checking in, man. Good to hear from you. Yes, I spotted you online a couple of times, but it's, it, but usually at times where I'm not able to play. Um, so I, I have myself on Invis or something like that. But yeah, I'm, I'm definitely down for some Among Us. I think we might have to set up a time. Alex was talking about this the other day. Um, the only way we can really play games now is if a mark goes down on the calendar. Historically, what we used to do was we would set up a night, and it would be the Doom Night. And this is this is this is an old running uh, um, gag with us. We one of us would pick out a Doom Night, and we would blow it up as if it was going to be this big event. Um, the night would actually come, and it would be like two or three of us playing Doom, and that's fine. But it was the fact that we wrote it down on the calendar and made it. An appointment <laughs> that it happened. Oop, hang on, there goes my phone. It's probably Raid Shadow Legends telling me, please come play. Please come play. <sighs> um, the Hollow Wanderer says, I see this as disrespectful to Moda Saka uh, um, Sakurabi, known for Golden Sun, Star Ocean, and Val Valkyrie Profile, and on and on. Now there's a guy who knows his music. By the way, Paul, I don't hear from you much in these comments. It's really good to hear from you, brother. Hope you're doing well. Uh, Mechamanus, what's on my shelf? The composer for the first song had a good old time uh, with the Casio and MIDI synth. It would be it fit very nicely on a site with an under-construction banner and a background of large animated tiles that you could right-click and set as your desktop wallpaper. Designing jump physics is the feel of your platformer. Uh, I think Sonic gives you more air control than Mario. Mega Man drops like he's an Iron Man's biggest fan. Sackboy, Little Big Planet, has a floaty, don't know what the name of the platformer is, don't know what a platformer is, doofus jump. There you go. Um, yeah, I don't know what it was about about uh, Little Big Planet. When I discovered Little Big Planet, um, I got the second game on the PS3, and the the day that I played it, I thought this game is amazing. This is going to be my game. It's 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 got it checks all the boxes. Community driven content with a large community, so that the pool of levels is very very big. Uh, you can collect things to your heart's content. You can get stickers and decorations for your stupid little box. It, it had all the things, but I really only sat down and played it once or maybe twice. To this day, I'm not sure what happened. It was just something about the the way it felt. The screen felt very cluttered playing Little Big Planet. Don't know. Don't know. But I got this game Levelhead um, this past week, and I've been playing that way more than I ever played a Little Big Planet game. Light Studios writes, I neglected to answer uh, questions last week, so no, I don't have Shenmue on Xbox One. I have it on PS4 and uh, Steam. My favorite Sega Saturn game is... Excuse me. My favorite Sega system is the good old Genesis. And Fastcast will return before the year is up. I hope so, brother. Thanks for checking in. He also writes, Your kid's birthday is close to Halloween. Funny, mine is exactly one week before Halloween. P.S. Thanks for your concern. I'll be alright. Also, Emerald Rangers is talking about expanding our content types next year. I do hope you would uh, give us your two cents on the topic. Ex uh, expanding how? Fill me in on what you're thinking about. Because... 
I uh, don't know. I, I'll tell you what, though. When I do my writing for Emerald Rangers, I usually use uh, uh, LibreOffice. That's what I've been using since the beginning. And I'm just starting to, do, to change to something else because the Libre Write, it's a very robust uh, and full-featured office suite, but it's too much for what I'm trying to do. Oftentimes, I, I don't want to sit there and wait for it to load up. So I switched to Nimble Writer, which uh, is um, a Steam-based word processor that I think Kaiser has been using for years. And we'll see how that works. Hopefully, I can pop it right open, do some writing, and close it up. And then we can get um, my releases back on track. As far as expanding uh, content is concerned, I don't know. What content gets the most uh, um, views on your site? How's the streaming been going? You guys been doing streaming? Um, yeah, tell, let, let me know because I, I'm, I'm out of touch. Um, like the, whatever I came up with in terms of expansion probably wouldn't fit. It probably wouldn't make a whole lot of sense. So just let me know. In the meantime, I'm going to keep writing. I'm going to try more with uh, Nimble Writer and see if I can get more articles on the board. Uh, Hemrock writes, for the playing the Super Mario Brothers and talking on a Saturday night, good stuff. I hope you make more vids like that. Thanks, man. I really enjoyed making that video as much as it was embarrassing to put one up where I died at the end. Uh, Mega Manus writes, the first level music brings me back to serial commercials where Kellogg's gave you an impossible chance of winning an N64 and Mario 64. You know, it's funny is my second video actually got a uh, copyright notice. <laughs> my second Mario 64 video because of the music that was in it. Yeah, man. Bob on battlefield. It's the best level in Mario 64 is uh, you talk about games with iconic first levels. Mario 64 is, is right up there. Um, he goes on. I never tried punching piranha plants. I only thought you could bounce on them. 5 minutes and 28 seconds in. The original Crash Bandicoot games were designed with cartoony humorous deaths that were context-specific deaths. So even in failure, the player was rewarded with a unique animation. I bet someone made a supercut of all those. Yeah, I bet you're right. I haven't played uh, a decent Crash Bandicoot game in a long, long time, and I would love to do so again. I think that's it. Um, I have the one to, to hide stuff that I <laughs> responded to. Oh yeah, the 2D Gamer says, Dude, I smashed that like button so hard. Does it excite you to think about when I smashed it? I, uh, I, I mentioned this in text to him, but it was nice that, that he checked in because his channel had been recommended to me pretty hard in recent times. So that's the 2D Gamer. T-H-E-T-E-H, -E -E 2D Gamer. <clears throat> uh, what else we got? Eric Controller left one. Uh, nice. More of TC um, enjoying some games in a laid-back chill session. For sure, that's what I need right now. Glad you dug it, man. Uh, and then Desm was asking about the retro junk box. So this one's a bit of a weird one, uh, Desm. There was a call for entries on the main site. There was a, a for... for um, we were trying to dig up, it was like four or five people. We could not dig up enough people for a second round. So a Hemrock just sent me the box. <laughs> it didn't have a route. So, yeah, you and I need to open a dialogue outside of the show and see if you would like this to make it to your your place or not. Um, I've done a pretty good job of replacing the stuff that's in it because it had it had a lot of things... Nearly all the stuff that I put in there last time stayed there. Uh, so, <laughs> I don't know. That tells you something. But I'm, I'm trying to make it fresh. So, I'd say give it another couple weeks or so. But um, 
Hemrock, you're okay with that, right? We could just do. We don't have to have the paths. Uh, this can go to Desm, and then uh, if if another person wants to jump into it in the meantime, then we can plot another spot. Otherwise, uh, I'll, I'll get back with you on that outside of the show. I think that's everything. Just let me take a quick look. I went through the comments, omitting uh, all of the stuff that I uh, responded to. Yeah, I think that's it. Hold on a second here. That is the entirety of the fail bag, and that's more or less the show. I've uh, um, I've been enjoying some uh, 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 revitalizing the old um, Tiger Claw TV YouTube channel and uh, content in general. A few changes here on the show. I'm really, really loving moving to Wednesday. I think this is a good move. Um, I, I hope it works out for you as well because the only other way I can see doing it is putting the episode out an entire week in advance, like recording on the uh, on now and then it not coming out for a week and a half. Um, also, the thumbnails. I'm gonna. I'm getting rid of the thumbnails because that was the thing that that was making the episodes take longer to produce. And anything I can do to speed up production time um, is gonna help immensely. But not just that. I want to actually make junk videos again on my YouTube channel, like playing Super Mario Brothers and stuff. And having a uniform thumbnail for the actual TCR episodes is gonna make it easier to look at my YouTube channel and figure out what you're looking at. You know, so I can have some fun with it too and make stuff that doesn't necessarily fit with any particular format. Um, I did open um, an account with Anchor, so the um, audio versions of the podcast are making a return. I used to do it with Podomatic. I worked with Podomatic for many years, many years, a decade actually, and then um, I finally stopped probably like six months to a year ago. Uh, I just stopped uploading to that to, to Podomatic because it seemed like nobody was listening and being in the Podomatic directory wasn't getting me any extra users. So it was like a bunch of um, extra work that I was doing that wasn't really helping anything. Uh, the only downside is uh, it, it broke the RSS feeds for a couple of people. People who uh, used the old Podomatic account to connect to it. And so their, their podcatchers were getting the show and that became a problem. So I did open one with Anchor, and Anchor is way better at, at providing RSS linkage uh, and distribution and that sort of stuff. I know people complain about the fact that y you have only so much space uh, to upload things. That has never been a problem for me. I can upload as much as I want. Uh, just just know that the, uh, the, the archive on Anchor, the way it has always been on Podomatic, it's going to be rolling. So if I can only have four episodes up at once, I'll put up another episode and I'll delete the, the oldest one. I have an archive on archive.org. It's very old. It doesn't get updated much, but it does have most of the old TCRs. Um, so that's great. That feels like, it, it feels like TCR is moving into a newer generation because Podomatic, man, that was very web 1.0, very static HTML, <laughs> A lot of that sort of stuff and, and a lot of technical problems too like i would upload episodes and then it would it would post uh the episode with no mp3 on it and be like i uploaded the mp3 where did it go I, I i don't know but i had a lot of headaches over that website for a long time a long time so very very happy to be set up on anchor um so you can look up tiger claw radio or head back to the youtube channel and uh, you'll find that anchor link. Let's see, how are we doing now? 52 minutes in. This it seems like a bit of a short one for TCR uh, in, in recent weeks. And I think it's because I, I didn't uh, read a big email from, 
from our good buddy Hemrock. But um, it also, I played a lot of Raid Shadow Legends when I probably should have sat down to record. Uh, so yeah, so there's that. Oh, here we go. Here's what we can do since we're running short. Just before we close, got a special treat for you. Jay Diggs from Washington, D.C. made this 80s funk version of the Ghostbusters soundtrack. Now, I know that, I know that the, the copyright demons are just going to kill me in my sleep, but my goodness, Jay Diggs, loving this guy. Hope he's okay with it. Going to play this track. It's, you can get the, the, the track for free off of Bandcamp. Look it up, and it, it's worth it. Jay Diggs, you're listening to Tiger Claw Radio. Boys and girls, we come to the end of the road. Yes, friends, it's time to close another TCR. We're going to pack it up, head back out to outer space, and we'll see you next week. Just before we do, I'd like to take a minute to, to throw some positivity your way. I just want to remind you that no matter what happens, 
just keep keep going. I can't promise you things are going to go well. You know, it's very often that, more often than not, I would say things happen differently than the way we expect them to. But it's worth it to get back up every single day and get at it again. I'm wishing you all the best in the world. I really am. I'll see you next week.